In the last few weeks, we have been studying and we have been talking about how God visited Abraham. And God breathed on Abraham and took him from Abram to Abraham and said, Because you have now captured the Ruach, the breath of God, the same breath that was brooding in Genesis where God breathed into a lump of clay and it became a living being, that breath. He said, Now, he said, I'm going to release a promise and a gift of elevation. I'm going to allow you to possess the promise that I have declared for your life. And I'm going to give you dominion in the earth. God shows up a generation later and he visits with Moses. He's just as I was with Moses, Abraham, I will be with you. Just as I swore an oath to Abraham, so will I be with you. And the Bible said God lifted his hand and he swore an oath to Moses. And Moses raised his hand and he swore an oath. And God declared blessing over him. And he declared a leader that would lead God's people. And he would tell him that his hands were blessed. Look at your hands and say, these hands have been created. Come on, everybody. Say, these hands have been created to be a blessing. Oh, if you really understood the principle of that revelation, these hands are... Now put those hands of blessing together and give him praise for what he wants to do in your life. And God begins to talk with Moses in Exodus chapter 4. And he tells Moses of some of the things that he wants to do. And this conversation turns into a diatribe because Moses begins to challenge and push back. And God speaks to Moses and said, take your staff and your rod that's in your hand and throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it turned into a snake. Moses did what I would do. He turned around and began to run. Anybody like snakes? If you do, we will pray for you this morning. He said, I want to show you the things you fear I will use. The things not only on the ground, but in your life. The things of your past, the things that breed insecurities in your life, I am going to use. The Bible said the minute he picked it up, that which he feared became a rod of leadership in his hand. And God began to work in Moses. And we find that Moses encounters Pharaoh and God's people begin to exodus out of Egypt. And, and Moses looks at the people of God and they're in, they're in rough shape. They are slaves. They've been slaves for 400 years. Moses tries to get them together. And he says, let's march out of here like an army. The Bible said they left an orderly reign. Now they were not an army, but sometimes you've just got to fake it till you make it. Sometimes you've got to throw your hands head back, polish your shoes, put your best suit on, look in the mirror and believe that God is doing something in your life. Sometimes you've just got to lift your head up and know that God has a promise in your future. He said, we're not an army yet, but we're going to march out like an army. We're going to believe that there is something special about us. And they begin to march like an army. And the Bible said they begin to move what would be the shortest route to the promised land. And God said, hold up. You look like an army. You're marching like an army, but you're not an army. If you go that direction, you will encounter the Philistines. And if you can't handle the Egyptians, you will never be able to handle the Philistines. You will run back to Egypt. So I'm going to take you a longer route. But in this journey, I'm going to work in you. Sometimes the delay in our journey is not denial. It's that God is working in us. Because there's some things that he has to work out of us before he can work in us. And then eventually work through us. I'm going to say that again. There are some of us that God have things in our life that before God can 
can ever work in us and through us. He has to work out of us. And that's what this 21 days is about. So we can lay our humanity on the altar. And I can say, God, challenge Tony. And if there's areas in my life that I'm weak, that I'm struggling with, do not let them be a deterrent or a distraction to my future. But Father, work them out of me so you can work through me. Work them out of me so you can work in me. Work them out of me so I can be a blessing in the earth. Work them out of me, Father, so I can walk out the purpose of my life. And when you understand that God wants to work through you, but at first he has to work in you. And when he begins to work in you, I find it's always something that he drives out of me. And I can either grab hold of it and allow it to work or I can resist it. And the Bible said they begin to march and they find themselves stuck. They're at a Red Sea. There's no way in the natural to cross. They've got an army of people. And on every side, there's an impasse to the right and to the left. But what begins to discourage them is the army of their yesterday is chasing them down. Not just any army, but voices that told them that they were not good enough. Voices that told them that they would never be. A voice that they told them that they were not their own, but they were slaves. And they had a slave mentality. And they had to work for someone else. That voice was trying to pull them back. What you have to understand is when your yesterday wants you back, there must be something special in your future. When your yesterday won't let you go. When the things that had a grip on you in the last season, they will not let you go. You know there's something awesome about your tomorrow. And when you realize that there is something in you just breaking out and something in you trying to fight its way out, you let God work. And God begins to speak to Moses in chapter 14. And the Bible said Moses didn't know what to do. He saw around him that there was an impasse on every side. And the people of God were getting distracted and they were getting discouraged. Matter of fact, there were some that wanted to go back to Egypt. They were free and they were willing to go back to slavery because for some it had become identity identity and comfort. Can you imagine willing to live as a slave just because it was comfortable? And Moses begins to hear from God. And in verse 13, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. That's a good word for somebody right there. The Lord will fight for you. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, God is fighting for you. The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will follow me. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all of his army and over his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. And the angel of God went before them. The camp of Israel moved behind them. This is what happens. They're at an impasse. They can't 
go. And the Bible says that they are in this impasse. God begins to speak to Moses. And we've studied this before. He challenged him with three things. He said, first, you've got to stand. Sometimes you have to stand when no one else is standing. Sometimes you have to stand when everybody else is sitting back. I believe it's time for the body of Christ to stand up. Everyone else is rising up and opening their mouth. Everyone else is stepping out. Everyone else is speaking for what they believe. It's time that you and I as the church of the living God rise up and declare the word of the Lord. He said, rise up, Moses. It's time to stand. And then he said this, I need you to speak. What you have to understand is speaking was very difficult for Moses. He stuttered when he talked. Matter of fact, he had a mouthbeat, but God was challenging Moses to speak. I'll tell you what he does in those moments of your life where he's requiring something new of you. He will challenge the weak areas of your life. He will challenge the areas that you are fearful in. He will challenge the insecurities that have you gripped on the inside that sometimes no one sees on the outside that only you and God know about, that only you and him know that are there. He said, I want you to begin to speak to the people. They need to hear from you. They need to hear from your heart and from your spirit. But then I need you to get to the edge of the impasse and I need you to take the rod that is in your hand because remember the hand of Moses was a hand of blessing and the Bible said as long as his hands were lifted there was victory in the camp of Israel and I need you get to right to the edge of the impasse and I need you to be willing to He said, you've got to stretch, Moses. I'm praying that in this 21 days, there are some that are rising out of the things that have kept them down. They are opening their mouth in declaration, and they are getting right to the edge of the unknown promise of God, the things that God has already declared about you that you know nothing of, the things that you have not seen take place yet, and you get right to the edge, and you begin to lean into the promise of God. And here's what happened. The minute Moses began to stretch into the promise. The Bible said the angel that was before them, he went behind them. Why? Because when you begin to stretch into the future, God covers your back. When you begin to stretch to where you've never been, God covers your back. When you begin to step in by faith to the place he's called you to walk, God covers your back. But so many of us, they're so concerned about where we've been, we'll never get to where we're going. But when you wave goodbye to where you've been and you begin to lean into a tomorrow, God begins to cover your back. He begins to silence your adversary. There's some of you in this house today. What if this 21 days, God silenced the yesterday of your life? What if he said no more to where you've already been? What if he just began to tell your enemy, enough is enough. My people, they're moving forward. They're stretching. They're enlarging the capacity of their life. They're stepping into a new day and a new season. And by faith, I declare by the word of God, my best is yet to come. Come on, if you believe that, put your hands together. Come on, city life. Somebody needs to open your mouth. Somebody needs to stand up. Somebody needs to declare the word of the Lord in the land of the living. Somebody needs to prophesy to your tomorrow that you are on the way. Somebody needs to rise up and wave goodbye to yesterday and grab hold of a promise of tomorrow and declare you are coming. You are coming with passion. You are coming with authority. You are coming with dominion. And no weapon formed against me has the ability to prosper. And all that rise against me have to fall. Come on, put your hands together this morning. Open your mouth. Yes. Somebody shall stretch. 
Just reach your hand out into your future and shout stretch. Somebody just activated something in your next season. Somebody just activated something in the place you're about to go. I sense it in my spirit. The Bible said the minute they begin to stretch, waters begin to roll. But what you have to understand, it wasn't in the noonday. It wasn't in the middle of the day when the sun was shining. There wasn't palm trees in the background. But the Bible said it was nighttime. And the Bible said all night long. Brother Lionel Richie sang about it. All night long, <laughs> waters begin to roll back. And the waters begin to part. The Bible said a wall to the right and a wall to the left. And the Bible said they begin to march through on dry ground. And the Bible said when they got out the other side, praise begin to erupt. And praise begin. And God says, Moses, it's not enough just to take you into a new season and allow the enemy to chase you down in that new season. Let's take care of the adversary. He said, are you willing to stretch again? It's one thing to stretch into where you're going. But it's another thing to stretch and allow God to shut up the enemy enemy that has tried to defeat you and destroy you and speak to your mind and convince you that you are nothing and remind you of every past mistake and the Bible said once again Moses began to stretch and somebody got smart in the Egyptian army and said to Pharaoh surely God is fighting for the children of Israel let's go back to Egypt but the minute that they begin to turn I want you to see what happens God begins to have fun with the adversary the Bible said he began to loosen the wheels on their chariot and when they begin to turn, the chariots wouldn't drive. The wheels begin to fall. I'll tell you, you press in and you begin to stretch. God will have fun with your adversary. God will have fun with the enemy of your life. God will look and say, you know what? You messed with the wrong people. You messed with the wrong family. You messed with the wrong church. Let me show you what I'm going to do. And the Bible said the minute that Moses began to stretch, it's one thing to stretch for a promise. It's another thing to stretch and believe God is taking care of where you've been. Where you don't have to fight your battle. You don't have to open your mouth. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to make excuses. You don't have to try to tell anybody why you did this or why you did that. Or make excuses for the last mess up you made. What you say is God's got it covered. He's got my back. All he requires of me is to go forward. All he requires of me is to take a step of faith. And the Bible said the minute that he stretched... The waters that brought them through to the next season covered and silenced their adversary of the last season. The Bible said never to be heard from again. Wow. Never to be heard from again. It's amazing when I was in Israel just a few years ago. We went down to the wall and we were down at the wall. They were down there praying and I saw some people worshiping and they were singing a song that was established on the banks of that riverbed. They sing about the horse and the rider that was swallowed up into the sea. Thousands and thousands of years later, what happens when God brings you into a new season and he silences the adversary of your last season? He establishes something in your life that endures to generation. It is passed on to your children. I remember when we did not know God as a family, but God brought us out and he delivered us into a promise and he shut the enemy up that has plagued us for generation. Lack and poverty, it plagued us for generation. But there was a crossing 
same place and no more. There was a time when our whole family, we battled with addiction for generations, but there was a crossing place and now no more. And now we've got a song. It's the song of the redeemed. There was a time that we all walked broken and we all walked scattered, but the spirit of restoration flooded in and there was a crossing place and no more. And now we've got a new song. That is the kind of song that will endure to future generation. It's time for some of you to get a song. It's time for some of you to get a new song. It's time for some of you to rise up and declare the blessing of the Lord and declare because the minute you open your mouth, the enemy is silenced. This is what happens. Moses finally dies. And in Joshua chapter 1, God shows up and he begins to talk with a young man. And this is what he tells him. He said, just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. What did he tell Moses? Just as I was with Abraham, so will I be with you. And this is what God says to Joshua. With an uplifted hand, I will swear an oath to you that everywhere your foot touches, you will possess. And everything you lay hold of, you can have. Be bold and be strong. Moses is not here. Abraham is long gone. But the Lord Jehovah is with you. The God that is the God of the highest level is with you. He said, get ready, Joshua. You're about to take an army. And I love what it said in Joshua chapter 4. He said, get ready because when you go in, it's not the same way you came out of Egypt. Because remember when they came out of Egypt, they were being pursued. They were being chased down. But now they're getting ready to pursue the promise. God flipped the script. God turned it all around. He said, when you came out of Egypt, they were pursuing you. But now you're the pursuer. When you go in, you're going to drive out every eye, the Hivites, the parasites, the but anything that stands in your way you're going to drive them out because I have now built something in the people of God and I'm the God of Abraham I am the God of Isaac I am the God of Jacob I am the God of Moses but I'm also the God of Joshua and he would say today I'm the God of Mike I'm the God of Sally I'm the God of Eli I'm the God of Sam I'm the God of what you have to understand is the same God that made covenant with them is the same God that makes covenant with us and the minute you run up and you stand and you look into your future and you understand that your future looks better than it does right now and you open your mouth as Moses did and begin to declare and rehearse the blessing of the Lord and then you're willing to stretch in to where you've never been and say God I don't even know what's out there but I'm stretching I don't even know what it looks like but I'm stretching I don't even know what it's going to happen when I get there but I'm stretching I don't even know if there's provision out there but I'm stretching God begins to move the obstacles and he begins to breathe on your situation and he begins to turn things around and God says you just get your mind focused on what's ahead and I'll take care of what's behind if you understood because what's ahead is so much greater than that which is behind stand with me this morning we're going to close we're going to have time of prayer this morning somebody say be bold be strong because God is with me. Be bold. Be strong. Because God is with me. I read an article about a small village in the desert of Australia. It's called Lajama. And this little town called Lajama is isolated in the desert of Australia, 669 miles from the closest river. 
And one day these villagers were living there. And in a dry season, rain began to break out. And they said, as the rain began to fall, true story, you can read, I thought it was a hoax when I read it. Fish began to fall out of the sky. Half of the fish that were falling were frozen fish. Fish sticks in a box. No, one fish sticks in a box. <laughs> These frozen fish begin to fall. They begin to bring scientists in and meteorologists in. And after a study, they realized what had happened. The closest river being 669 miles away. They traced it back to a tropical storm that hit this area where there were rivers. And this tropical storm set down and there were tornadoes and it literally sucked fish into the atmosphere. And the fish went so high, many of them were frozen. And they traveled through the atmosphere until they were too heavy for the atmosphere to contain. And 669 miles later, the Bible, not the Bible, the newspaper said... You got to watch your stories get live. <laughs> that was not in the Bible. Some of you got to go home and search all day and say, where is that in the Bible? <laughs> but it is in the Melbourne News. They said, but finally the atmosphere got so heavy that it could not hold the frozen fish. And it began to rain down for two days over this small village. They were interviewing the people in the village. I actually have a picture of a bucket of whitefish that I didn't get up to the people in our media, but there's a bucket of whitefish, these people, and this one little old lady that had lived in the village. She said, I had been praying. And I said, Lord, if you have to rain provision, you can rain it out of the sky. Now they passed over her real quick in the article. But I thought to myself, all the meteorologists and all of the scientists that were gathered can come up with their hypothesis. But I believe there may have been some people in that village praying. And the closest river was 669 miles away. And God says, you know, I'm going to send a storm. But what they don't understand, there is blessing in the midst of the storm. There is blessing in the eye of the storm. There is blessing in the surrounding elements of the storm. And some of you have been through a storm in the last season. But he said, be bold and be strong. You don't understand what I've been doing in the atmosphere of the storm. You don't know how I've been aligning things on your behalf. You don't understand how I've been putting things in place and you may feel like you're 669 miles away to the closest river and you're walking through a dry season I would tell you stand up begin to speak and begin to stretch stand up begin to speak and begin to stretch be bold and be strong for the God that was with Abraham and the God that was with Moses and the God that was with Joshua he is with you today he is with you today he's not for the weak need of the faint of heart but for those that rise up and declare God show up open the heavens in my life maybe you're here today and you need to lean into the promise maybe you're here today and you say pastor I need to open my mouth maybe you've been spewing negativity long enough maybe you have spoken things over what God is doing in your life in a negative fashion But God says, if you will get a word in your spirit 
and you will lean into the promise and you will stretch. What happens when we stretch? We enlarge our capacity. I went to the gym one time. actually had a personal trainer they gave me back here at Gold's Gym. They said, Pastor, we'll, we'll give it to you for free. I went over there. He said, all I needed was one session. <laughs> I mean, I got in there. I was ready to start lifting the weights, man. They had this one section with a powers lift. I mean, that's Gold's Gym, you know. That's a, and he said, no, no, you're not ready for that. He put me on this little butterfly deal. He was like... <laughs> I'm ready, you know, I'm ready. Got my cool workout outfit on, you know. Walking around, feeling all. Now, I'd never put this stuff on Facebook or Instagram. I don't like to show off like that. But this trainer, he said, before we work out, we're going to stretch. I said, stretch, I'm ready. He said, no, if you don't stretch properly, when you begin to work out and you begin to work your muscles and you begin to move, you could actually damage your muscles. God says, that's why I'm having you stretch right now. I know you don't know what's out there, but I do. He said, Moses, I need three things from you today. I'm going to lead you through and these people are going to follow you and I'm going to take you to a land of promise but if you're going to make it out of the now you've got to stand up you've got to open your mouth because the promise is in you you're going to declare it into the atmosphere and then you're going to lean into it you're going to declare it over where you're going and then you're going to lean into it You're going to declare it over your future and then you're going to lean in to it. Some of you God has brought out and in this 21 days he's been aligning you. And he's been straightening some places and molding some places and adjusting some places. And the promise of God has been released in the atmosphere of your life. For some of you, the last season has been a transition. And it may have caught you off guard, but it never caught God off guard. And he said, if you'll lean into what I'm doing and stretch into what I've declared, it will amaze you. It will blow your mind. And the Bible said, Moses took the rod that was connected to the hand of blessing. And he began to stretch. And God began to move in possibilities. And God began to breathe. It was the same breath that captured a lump of clay and it became a man. It was the same breath that moved Abram to Abraham. It was the same breath that blew at the day of Pentecost. He said, as you stretch, I'll breathe. Some of you just need to get out from where you've been and stretch into your future. Some of you just need to stretch into the promise that God has before you. Some of you need to lean into the next season. And as you step out, I'm just believing it's going to be a sign that you're, you're leaving where you've been. You're waving goodbye to yesterday. And you're pursuing and pushing into a tomorrow that God has already declared.
that God has already spoken over. Father, I declare today that provision is even in the midst of the storm. Provision is even in the midst of the battle. And so, Father, I pray you begin to reign, promise. You begin to show up, Father, in places they never expected. You begin to breathe, Father, on the now season. And you speak over the next season as they stand today. They open their mouth in declaration. And they begin to stretch into where you have called them. For some, Father, the surroundings have changed. For some, Father, the last season has been a season of transition. Places that were unexpected. But today, Father, the God that knows all and is all. The God that nothing ever catches off guard is at work and he's been at work so father i declare they are right where you want them they are positioned in alignment with your promise they are moving forward believing that you are for them and you are fighting their battles so father we declare today and we take our hands of blessing and we put them together with the declaration of praise declaring that you are a good god Come on, put your hands of blessing together. Make some noise with your hands of blessing. Come on, somebody open your mouth and shout.